Hey everybody, you're listening to the Clearer Thinking Podcast from Grace Valley Church in Dundas. I'm your host, Paul Vandenbrink, the lead pastor of Grace Valley Church. Thanks for listening. Well, what I think what we're going to do in this episode, gang, is I'm going to give a brief explanation of Advent. The Advent season started yesterday. It was the first Sunday of Advent, and Advent goes from then until Christmas Eve. And you know, I grew up going to a church that did not really celebrate the church calendar all that much. Uh, We didn't do Epiphany. We didn't do Lent. We celebrated only a few high holy days, Good Friday, Easter, Ascension Day, believe it or not, and uh, Pentecost. But there was one season we did celebrate every year, and that was Advent. For four weeks leading up to Christmas every year, we had special liturgies in church. We, we lit Advent candles. The, the church itself was decorated a bit differently. And of course, we sang Christmas hymns. And it was the closest we ever came to feeling like a highly liturgical church, for a while anyway. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I always really enjoyed Christmas time as a kid. But I admit, <laughs> I really didn't get it. I didn't understand the different candles and their colors and what they all meant. And I suspect that at least some of you listening don't quite get it either. So let's learn a little bit about Advent together. And just so you know, I am basically reproducing what I've learned from reading some good articles on the subject. Um, Nothing really new or groundbreaking here at all, but interesting nonetheless. The word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus meaning coming or appearing. And it begins on the Sunday that falls between November 27 and December 3rd each year. And it always ends on Christmas Eve, December 24th. So Advent is meant to symbolize the present situation of the church in what's called these last days. The Bible refers to the time we're living in as last days, because we are waiting for the return of Jesus, for the coming or appearing of our King, when He will finally usher in the promised eternal kingdom. The church finds itself in a similar situation that Israel did at the end of the Old Testament. They were in exile, right? Waiting and hoping for the promised Messiah to come rescue them. And we sang about that yesterday in church. Uh, the first verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appear. That was the state of Israel during the exile. And the church is in the same situation. During Advent, we look back on Christ's first coming in celebration, obviously, because that was a momentous event. But at the same time, we're looking forward in longing to Christ's second coming. So the chorus of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel says, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Well, that's us now, the church. We're the Israel that should rejoice because we anticipate Christ's second coming. So, Advent is a time of looking back and looking forward for Christians. It's a time of remembrance and a time of anticipation. Now, how do we do that? Well, the first two Sundays of Advent look forward to Christ's coming. 
while the last two Sundays look backward to remember his first coming. Over the course of the four weeks, scripture readings move from passages about Christ's return in judgment to scripture passages about the expectation of the coming Messiah, and then New Testament passages about the announcement of Christ's arrival by John the Baptist and the angels. That's why yesterday uh, Janus read from the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus talks about his second coming, because we're in that phase of Advent right now. It may surprise you to learn that Advent, at least the first couple weeks of it, are actually meant to be a time of fasting and mourning (laughs) as we reflect on the violence and evil in the world that causes us to cry out to God to make things right. It's not what we typically think of when we think of Advent, fasting and mourning. We think of it as a, a festive time, right? The holiday season. But this is actually one reason why Christmas falls at this time of year. Uh, Because we're moving toward the darkest time of the year as the days keep getting shorter and the nights keep getting longer. We're meant to look at the darkness around us, but also at the darkness of sin inside us and seek God's grace and the Holy Spirit's work to renew us, make us more like Jesus. So that's sort of the season itself and what we're going through right now in the first part of the season. But what about all the candles and the wreath and all that stuff? What's that all about? Well, the Advent wreath first appeared in Germany in 1839. A Lutheran minister was working at a mission for children, and he created one out of a wheel of a cart. And what he did was, is he put 20 small red candles on this wheel and four large white candles inside the ring. And the red ones were lit on weekdays and the four white ones were lit on Sundays. And eventually, the Advent wreath was no longer made out of wood, like this cart wheel, uh, but it was created out of evergreens to symbolize everlasting light in the midst of winter and death. You know, when you look outside during winter, Everything looks dead, right? Except, of course, for evergreen trees. The circle of the wreath reminds us of God's unending love and the eternal life that he makes possible. And then sometimes, of course, there's added decorations like hollies and red berries, and their red color is meant to point ahead to Jesus' sacrifice and death. Pine cones, which are often used as well, can symbolize the new life that Jesus brings through his resurrection. And of course, you probably noticed that we, uh, that we have candles in church that we light, um, and they're colored, right? Uh, there's five of them there, and they are, they're all different colors. Um, three of them are purple, one is pink, one is white, and of course, there's a reason for that too. <laughs> On the first Sunday of Advent, so that was November 30th in 2020 anyway, the first purple candle is lit, and this is called the prophecy candle. And it recalls the prophets, particularly Isaiah, who foretold the birth of Jesus Christ. And it represents hope or expectation of the coming Messiah. Mark mentioned that on Sunday, and that's why he preached from Isaiah chapter 9. Then each Sunday following 
an additional candle is lit. On the second Sunday of Advent, the second purple candle, called the Bethlehem candle, is lit. And this candle represents love and symbolizes Christ's manger. On the third Sunday of Advent, the pink candle is lit. And this Sunday is called Gaudet Sunday. You may have heard, heard of that before, Gaudet Sunday. Gaudet is a Latin word meaning rejoice. And the change from purple to pink signifies the transition in the season of Advent from repentance to celebration. So the pink candle is called the shepherd's candle and it represents joy. And then the last purple candle is called the angel's candle. And it's lit on the fourth Sunday of Advent. That's the Sunday right before Christmas Eve. And it represents peace. And then traditionally, on Christmas Eve, the white center candle is lit. That's the Christ candle. And of course, it represents the life of Christ that has come as the light of the world. And it represents purity. That's why it's white. So there you have it. The tradition of Advent. It has a pretty rich history and, and quite a deep meaning. And of course, there's, there's many Advent devotionals out there that you could use uh, during this season starting today or, or as soon as possible anyway um, uh, as you make your way toward uh, Christmas Eve to guide your meditation. Um, why do we celebrate Advent? What is the benefit of it? Sometimes we hear that it's a good way to push back against the commercialization of the holiday season, and that is absolutely true. I mean, it's pretty easy to get caught up in the consumerism that is rampant in our, in our culture. Maybe some of you, while you're listening to this, you're searching Cyber Monday uh, uh, deals or Black Friday deals, if they're still going on. But there's more specific reasons that are worth considering. First of all, Advent reminds us that we are not the center of God's plan. It refreshes our perspective that God has a grand plan for history that is much bigger than just us and our families. All the emphasis on gift-giving and sentimentality kind of encourages us to focus our attention on us and the here and now. But God's plan is way bigger than that. It's about all of history. And we're included in God's plan for all of history. So that's the first thing. Um, Secondly, Advent also gives us an opportunity to imagine what it was like for generations past to have this deep-seated longing for the coming Messiah. Like, we live in an age of Amazon Prime where we get stuff we want the next day and TV on demand. You know, we don't know what it's like to wait very long for much of anything, really. But as we imagine ourselves longing for the Messiah like they did during the Old Testament period, we start to see in new ways actually how every story in the Old Testament whispers Jesus' name. Because we're anticipating his coming. You read those Old Testament passages and you can just feel the longing for the Messiah in some of those prophecies. Third thing, Advent connects us to the centuries of the church tradition. Um, you know, we can be naive sometimes, uh, so naive that we blindly disregard a practice that has been fruitful for many, many generations of Christians in the past. And participating in Advent connects us to the historic church. 
and it provides an opportunity to kind of imitate the many faithful Christians who have gone before us. Uh, fourth thing, I'm almost done, I promise. Advent brings slowness in the midst of a frantic season. Now, admittedly, COVID has probably made this Advent season the least busy one ever for many of us, at least in most of our lives. But look, COVID won't last forever. And traditionally, the holiday season is pretty busy for a lot of people. Advent helps us slow down as we spend time reflecting on God's appearing in the flesh. And then one more thing. Advent fortifies our confidence in the promises of God. Now, don't forget, Advent is meant to get us to look forward to the second coming of Jesus, not just look back at his first coming. And the looking back to Jesus' first coming is actually meant to strengthen our faith as we look forward to his second coming. Jesus came once. He's coming again. And knowing that inspires confidence in us. It inspires mission. It motivates us to share Jesus with other people. It, it equips us to face suffering with hope and confidence because we know that there, there is a purpose to it and there is an end to it coming as well. And it reminds us that God is faithful and has been in the past, and so we know he will be in the future. Now, I am not saying that celebrating Advent will do all of these things in your life, <laughs> but it might do some of those things. Uh, it's a worthwhile tradition. Uh, we'll be celebrating it all month at church. I encourage you to maybe start some kind of Advent tradition at home too. And of course, Merry Christmas. Hey, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on the Clearer Thinking Podcast. Take care.